0: I'm Alexander Hefner, your host on the Open Mind. You can follow us at Open Mind TV and support our series on Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/The Open Mind. I'm delighted to welcome our guest today, Giovanni De Palma. He is the founder of Antico Pizza, and I'm going to ask him how you master the perfect Neapolitan pie. How do you do it? <laughs> Well, if there was one answer, we would all have it.
1: Uh <laughs> it, it it's a combination of a whole lot of art and science coming together every day and and temperatures and ingredients and a little bit of skill and it all comes together every day and hopefully you, you you nail it on a consistent basis. But it's it's definitely tricky to nail it all the time, you know. But if you're using the right ingredients with skill, on a bad day it's still an exceptional product, you know. So We've got, some people say, the, the, the consistency mastered because we import all our flour, we fly in our cheese, we, we create our own water, to be, which is, sounds bizarre, but we do. And, um, you know, we just do the old school process, no tricks, the best ingredients
0: and a little bit of skill. Live from Georgia, I don't know if you're yep. calling in from Atlanta today, you can access these wonderful Neapolitan pies around the country. When you think of the ingredients that you import, as you say, to make your own water, uh, how has the supply chain held up for you over the last year? You know, thank
1: God we haven't had any issues. I, 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 um, and I don't really know why that is. It sounds like it would be, it should be pretty tricky, but, you know, um, I think people out in the farmlands and, and in Italy, um, were able to still continue they were they were essential people to the italian you know the country of italy and in their community so they were still able to make fresh mozzarella and and mill flour and 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 um you know tomatoes we kind of buy you know we we go to the harvest and we buy for the year. so we were protected there so you know, I want, I, I mean, between what we had in New York and here, we, we weren't really affected too much. Just now and then a little shortage or a delay, but nothing shockingly, nothing terrible, especially when we rely on Italy so much, which was uh, devastated by COVID.
0: What is the situation right now with your restaurants and the pizza making process, which is obviously Intimate yeah. involves the water, the dough, the sauce. How has your operation changed, if at all, since the a year ago when the pandemic struck? Well, you know, what's unique to us is, you know,
1: there's been good and bad, right? So the good the bad was we not only make, you know, one of the best Neapolitan pies in the country, but we we provided an incredibly unique experience. So the 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 shock value of Mantico as you walk, it was an old bakery and you walk into this boisterous, loud kitchen with Bocelli and Pavarotti playing in three ovens. And it's a, it's a showcase, like watching all the maestros spin pizzas and throw dough around and in and out of thousand degree ovens. It was part theater, you know? So we, we lost that component because the kitchen would be jam packed and, you know, that was the fun of it. Right. So we lost that part of an experience. What we gained was the next day we turned that kitchen into a frozen pizza shipping operation, literally the next day after we closed. Uh, you know, so in takeout and pizza in general boomed. So our takeout business went way up. Our, our dining experience obviously went away for a while and then, it's still not fully back. And then, and then we got in the frozen shipping business and we started shipping to our celebrity clientele in LA and New York. And, and you'd be shocked at how much pizza we send to New York city to Brooklyn. It's unbelievable. Hamptons still in, in LA, Beverly Hills and most of Northern California, Florida, we, we ship quite a bit of pizza. And so that's a long-term sustainable business for us now. And, and, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Barstool Sports, but it didn't hurt when he came on and said it was like the best Neapolitan in the country. And that literally crashed the server. So the good and the bad. The bad, we lost the experience. The good, we somehow got something pretty close in your kitchen. So that sort of saved us.
0: I would surmise to say, Giovanni, that you, you replicated – the authentic experience. I've had a lot of pizza of the fresh variety in the sense of coming right out yeah. of the oven and the frozen variety. Right. There are some decent frozen pizzas. Yeah. Yours sustains a quality that is truly remarkable. Thank you. Thank you. Well,
1: we, you know, it was one of those things we had we had, we had already – somewhat perfected it not to high volumes like we're doing, but we perfected the process because we were shipping the pizza around the country to our eight list clientele in Beverly Hills in New York for years. And said, you know, and very famous people, I'm not going to name names, but they're, they still order now. And, and they would say, geez, you know, Geo, one day you got to like start shipping this stuff and selling it to like whole foods. It's unbelievable. It's, they, they would say it's better than their local pizzerias. So, So we kind of had it teed up and ready and we just weren't ready to do the volume, but then we caught up quickly and figured out the packing shipping and, 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 mastered it, you know, to where you make comments like that, which is flattering, but it just, um, yeah, we have it down. And what we found out and what the whole world found out, especially when Barstool was doing their reviews was that, geez, there's a lot of very average pizza in the frozen industry. Right. and, like famous pizzas were getting very low scores and you, you know it's like a 20 billion dollar business frozen pizza so and then frozen pizza exploded during covid so you know the the silver lining for us was that we were able to do create this product that put our quality into a box and got it to your front
0: door and that's been incredibly successful and rewarding for us. We're lucky. Yes. So t- tell me about the history of the San Genato Well, you know, like I, I love those peppers for many
1: years. They're unique. They're, we call them Dolce picante peppers because they're sweet and spicy. And I said one day, you know, I'm going to put these on a pizza and change the world. And, and I worked on the flavor profile um, nobody ever really put them on a pizza. To my knowledge, nobody ever did. And they're bright red, which is San Gennaro's color. So Naples, you see San Gennaro, he's always red, everything red. And Tutoroso. So, like, I said, I'm going to call it the San Gennaro, the saint of Naples whose blood liquefies in Naples every year. So, so when I put them on and I found the perfect sweet Italian sausage I love from Chicago, and I caramelized the baby onion and – mozzarella de Bufala and samar and we 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 made it and i said i don't know i think that's shockingly good right so that was it and then three weeks later a you know a well-known local writer came in and had the san Gennaro and said pizza changed her life you know <laughs> and she's 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 pretty tough on some chefs sometimes she, and and Next thing you know, we had the Food Network called, and we won, like, the best pizza ever in America for the San Gennaro. So that's the story behind it, and uh, it's the biggest seller next to – then the Diablo and the Margarita, but the San Gennaro is what people – they drive 50 miles to eat it.
0: What about the history – speaking of the Italian people, you mentioned before that with respect to the imported ingredients – yes it was largely business as usual but what about your own connection to the history and heritage of the italian identity
1: um well you know my grandfather made
0: pizza in naples and you know he he migrated
1: he immigrated to america and you know and uh, made pizza in new york when he was young and and uh, my grandmother cooked in naples and so so you know when i started making pizza and i actually trained and worked in rome So I'm one of the few Americans that actually ever made pizza in Naples, like worked, like was there, like not just took a class, paid it, wrote a check and came back. And I went to flour mills and I went, I learned pizza from planting the wheat in the field all the way to you eating it, enjoying it and everything in between. So you you ask a maestro pizza, they say, What do you mean, flour mills? We just buy flour. Like, no, I started in the flour mill. They call Molino in Italy. So I worked at three mills, learning in their labs, training about wheat and the variety of wheat and why the flour is so different in Italy and New York and and, in America. And then it took me to my grandfather's town where there was a little Molino there called San Felice, which was our patron saint. And my grandfather's name was Felice Di Palma. So when I went to that town, it was like this, you know, I don't want to get too, you know, you know, like religious. but it was like this light and, you know, like, Oh, this is my destiny to be here this is this is, this is not an accident. Right. So I partnered with the mill. I started importing their flour, and that flower is super special. That and Caputo are the best to Naples, And, uh, and, and that's the flower of our family's village in Naples. And, and, and it became a very famous flower. And, uh, it's, it's a big part of why the crust and the dough is so special because the way they mill, uh, you know, flour in Italy. And ironically, um, you know, it's not a carbon friendly idea, but footprint, if you will. For, but, you know, they buy the wheat from Canada and America and then it's a special soft wheat that they don't have in Italy. They have harder wheats and then they mill it. To where it's so fine, but never bleached, never bromated, never enriched. It's just golden color. So wheat is gold, flour is gold. When you open a bag of flour and it's white, something's wrong. So right. that was like the foundation of understanding. And then everything from there to you enjoy it. I did I went every like every mozzarella, made mozzarella in Italy, everything. Tomatoes, went to the tomato farms. We have our own harvest now with a company in Italy. So so that was my journey, you know, and that's how I learned about why things taste and feel differently in Italy than they do in
0: America. And what about the water that you mentioned? If you say, you know, you're you're basically making yep. your own water. Tell us what that means.
1: Well, you know, I mean, look, water has chemicals in it, right? So, I mean, if you go to certain... You know, if you go into Florida, a lot of the Brooklyn guys went to Florida and they weren't able to make pizza. And they were like, what's wrong? Well, there's a lot of sulfur in the water in Florida. So then you, you know, back in the day that where the filtration wasn't as good as it is now in the process. So now today you can buy filtered water from, you know, you can you can go to sources and buy, have a delivery of filtered water every day. But then you need to add minerals back in so if there's no if you just have a purely filtered very clean water there's going to be no flavor in your dough you need the minerals you need the mineral composition to aid in the fermentation which gives you color and flavor so what we do is we get water and the ph balance is very important too so we get water to a neutral ph or just below neutral and then we add minerals we add and if you get sicilian sea salt the minerals in the salt are almost enough without using too much salt to make your water almost like clean seawater in Sicily. And if you put that in the dough, it's going to taste incredibly good. It's, and it's going to be golden color and have beautiful flavor and aromatic. So that's a lot of what we do. We have large tanks where we filter water and then we add minerals. So it's basically like our water, our special water. No, I mean, so it's, you eat, put this pizza in the oven, you eat it, and you think it's all fun and games, but it took us like a week to make that pizza. <laughs> Absolutely. Which you get to enjoy in 90 seconds. Yeah,
0: but well, go ahead. I was going to say, you have the really unique vantage point of having been a pizza man, pizza maker, maestro yep. in Italy and in the U.S., when you think of the misperceptions from the American perception about Italy or Italian pizza, and then yeah. the misperception maybe about American pizza from the Italian perspective, yeah. what do you find? Well, you know, like many of the New York
1: guys who I know very well have never been to Italy, right? So many guys, I shouldn't men, women, pizzaola, pizzaolo, say they. They've never really been to Italy. they've never been or, or like been in a pizzeria to understand what's so different about what they're doing than you're doing, and it is it's flour, it's tomatoes, it's freshness of cheese, it's all that stuff but so the Italians have tremendous pride that they're using ingredients that are basically within thirty or forty kilometers of their pizzerias, so that's like incredible source of pride. Those tomatoes grow in a farm, you know, I mean, wh- I wish we can do that in America more than we do. But the American pizza, like, you know, not spending time in Italy, not understanding that using that super high gluten flour is not really that good for you or your customers or that processed cheese or those. But, but that being said, believe it or not, um, one could argue that Americans have improved pizza which is not something people in Naples probably want me to say or hear, but in a way they have improved it. They've, you know, they made it larger. They created slices. There was never slices of pizza in Italy. There still isn't really in Rome. There is, but um, you know, they they've, they've adopted it to the American culture with the products that they had. And in, in some ways, some of the pizzerias in New York are making it as good or better than Italy, but It's a cultural lifestyle difference. In Italy, you walk down the street and pizza is not a quick snack to Italians. It's not dinner, right? It's not something you take that serious. They're not going to do a Yelp review on this. They're going to wrap it in paper and you're going to eat it walking down the street. And you're going to like, that was great. Sip a Coke or a beer and keep having espresso and keep it moving. So in America, pizza is like, we're going out for dinner. We're having pizza. So it's a much more... Substantial, But uh, Americans had to adapt to delivery. In Italy, they never did delivery for a long, long, long time. They just started. And Americans wanted to sell slices. American, you know, so Americans adapted with the products they had. And in some cases, you could argue that the pizza is even
0: better in some places in America. Let me ask you to close about two yes. questions. The yep. parmesan. The, yep. the Italians know it as the cheese, and you might have it with prosciutto but not yeah. as a chicken parm or a veal parm that's very much an american institution right yeah the the chicken parm veal parm
1: eggplant well melanzan parmigiano is 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 a dish from Napo, but it's it was turned into chicken and veal well you know in america but no but and 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 parmigiano reggiano is the king of all cheese it's an right. aged cheese it's a rich cheese you you really wouldn't put that on it but um, Melanzan eggplant parmesan was created in Naples, somewhat similar to how we have it in America. And then, of course, we added chicken because Americans love chicken. And chicken parm—that that's a good example. I mean, chicken parm is a phenomenal dish, and we sell tons of it at Geos. It's phenomenal
0: dish created by Americans. Doesn't exist in Italy. But it's- what is the Italian perception, though, of those commonly served chicken and veal parmesan?
1: Yeah, they say yeah, that's, that's Medigan, you know, like Fettuccine Alfredo. They was <laughs> like, but, but when they ate it, if you, if you make it the way I, now, I'm making chicken parm with Bell and Evans organic chicken, homemade breadcrumbs, mozzarella, fresh mozzarella, fior di latte, San Marzano. So an Italian comes from Naples to my neighborhood, believe it or not, they want to eat the chicken parm. They're like, we don't have that, mate. That's delicious, <laughs> you know? So. They get excited. They eat steak pizza here because they can eat pizza and pasta every day, right? So they try American stuff. So Italians in summation, their mind is now opening up to hey, you know, we could evolve and change because there's some th- things they're doing in America that are great, better than us. And then and Americans are now going to Italy more and more to understand that the freshness and quality of the ingredients make a big difference. Let me ask you about that
0: to close to you. When you talk about the freshness of the vegetables, um, we host a a Greek-American chef based in Texas. Uh, You, being Italian American, understand that and with travel restrictions it's unlikely, at least for the next year, possibly sooner, Americans will be traveling. But, you know, in, in the same way you say the Americans were able to master pizza and maybe even perfect it more so than the European. Is it true to your, in your estimation that, that we still haven't mastered and may never be able to master organic produce, vegetables specifically in the way, you know, the Italians do in the countryside. Is that just not ever going to be possible domestically? Uh, it, it
1: it it can be for small quantities at very high prices, but I don't think on a mass level to feed America. I'd say the
0: answer is no. It's is that because of geography and climate? Yeah, well, yeah.
1: I mean, you know, and Italy seems to have a, a great climate all over Italy to grow, and and they have the Mediterranean sun and the right, you know, mountains and valleys and. In, in geography to, to grow incredible amounts of, you know, and they just, they don't use chemicals, just the sun and the water and the land. But, um, you know, I, I think, you know, Italy has always been natural. And so to be organic in Italy is not a tough thing to do. They never really were, they always pick tomatoes vine ripe. They never picked them green and then ripened them with a chemical on a truck, you know, so. It wasn't a stretch for Italians, but even bio, they call it biologic over there. It's it's pretty expensive in Italy too. It, it it'd be a tough, it's tough, you know, to it's really certification that cost all the money. So like, but Italy says, hey, we've been natural, naturale for all these years. We don't we don't need to say organic because we're not really doing much to the the produce anyway. We we we, we really don't. I mean we we pick it. And we either consume it or we can it super fast, and like San Marzano tomatoes, from the time they're picked, they rest and they're in a can in forty-eight hours, and they don't do anything to them. Just put a little salt. That's it. So, um, so, I mean, for the mass, for the masses, organic is always going to be smaller quantities and much more expensive.
0: Diolana De Palma. Uh, Geo, thank you so much for your story, your insight, and for your pizza. Um, I suggest everyone find your pizza uh, as delectable as uh, any you could find in coming straight wow. out of the oven. Um, thank you, thank, thank you, you so, so much. It's an honor, and we're 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 honored to
1: talk to you. And we're we're happy we survived COVID, and we look forward to you know a lot of fun back in our kitchen sometime soon. And and taking in patrons and enjoying the Neapolitan experience of our neighborhood. Good chat with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you so much. Ciao. Grazie. Stay Ciao. well. Ciao.